Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. My mind, you just wake up and go rake. High drive, deep left field for Middlebrooks. Back and that is gone. Third home run of the day for Will Middlebrooks. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. Trades. Holy shit, Brooks. Are you tired, man? I'm exhausted. That was that Soto trade's got to be like the biggest trade of all time, right? I'm trying to think of one bigger. Miguel Cabrera, maybe. I don't know. Last year, like you're looking at like a future Hall of Famer for Scherzer, a ton Scherzer, of Scherzer, Trey Turner last year. Yeah, this is. I think this is bigger. Agreed, considering his age. He's 23, dude. He's 23. This is a, I mean, and it's hard to say a future Hall of Famer. He could knock on wood. He could get hurt. Like something could happen. You know, you can't predict the future, obviously, but man, the Padres, let's just jump right into the Padres, right? Cause I mean, there's a lot of teams I give an A plus, a couple teams. Like I give the Yankees an A plus, but let's start with uh, the Padres. Cause I mean, Juan Soto, obviously, generational talent. Um, you don't have to worry about extending him for until after the 2024 season. So you get him this year, two more seasons before you have to worry about him. You can trade him. Who knows how much you would get at that point because he could be a rental at that point um, to someone. But dude, they're set up for success for a long time. I still think the Dodgers win the NL West, but now they're in a very good position to play a Braves or a Mets in that that three-game series, that wild-card series, and uh, have a really good chance of winning it. How do you feel about the package going over? Let me run it down for you real quick. So the former number one prospect, C.J. Abrams, former number one prospect, prospect, excuse me, Mackenzie Gore, current number one prospect, Robert Hassel, number three prospect, James Wood, number 14 prospect, Harlan Susanna. It was supposed to be Eric Hosmer, but the Nationals said, no, sir, give me Luke Voigt. So Luke no, 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 no. Eric Hosmer said, nah, yeah, fam. It wasn't the Nationals. Point. That's a good point. Um, To get what? a player like this for a guaranteed two and a half seasons, you got to overpay. And A.J. Preller ain't scared to do it. So is it an overpay? Yes. Was it the right call? Would any GM have made that call? Absolutely. I talked to Jim Bowden earlier about it. He said, if I am AJ Preller, I am for sure hitting send on that, on that, on those prospects. And if I'm the nationals, if I see those prospects, I'm for sure giving you Juan Soto. So he, he said it was a win for both sides. And I, I, I have to agree with it. Same. And you, when you consider the, the, just the nationals perspective, right? If you're a Washington fan, you just lost Soto. You just lost your face of the franchise, but now you got to think the trade with the Dodgers last year, you got Kyber Ruiz, <laughs> Josiah Gray, two up and coming, you know, good players, hopefully for them. Now you're going to have three, either former or current number one prospects. Mackenzie Gore was in the NL rookie of the year conversation at one point this year. So I think it's a fair deal. It's a lot to give up, but again, 23 years old, that's the same age as Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie Gore is 23 years old. Yeah. Is that Melky? Melky yeah. make an appearance? He likes to trade. I love that. Yeah. I mean, Juan Soto is a uh, prospect age still. Uh, except he's already won a batting title, two-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger, World Series champ, and he's just a stud, man. I watched him. I watched him against Scherzer yesterday, and I mean, he's just throwing it bat at bat at bat on him. He takes him deep. 
he's staring them down. And Scherzer, he doesn't care, right? If that's anybody else, Scherzer's like, what do you, what do you got there, bud? But Scherzer does his little shuffle, stares him down after the walk, and Scherzer's like, to me, that was just Scherzer being like, you know what? I respect this guy. That was pretty cool. Not to be forgotten here, Josh Bell's a hell of a player. I was just about to say that. He's hitting 300 with some taters. Probably should have been an all-star this year. I, there's only so many spots on the team, but right. he's, been one of, he's been one of, if not the best National League first baseman this year, and behind Paul Goldschmidt, excuse me. Second best first baseman in the National League probably this year. I mean, the kid, he's hitting the hell out of the ball. So you get Josh Bell at first base, and you get rid of Eric Hosmer, who was not exactly well-received among San Diego Padres fans. So you get rid of him, but I think the biggest thing with Hosmer – so they're trying to stay under the luxury tax this year. So the Red Sox will pick up the remaining money this year, but then the Padres will pay for the next three seasons. So they're essentially giving him away just to say, hey, we got to stay under the luxury tax this year if you can cover that. And then that money basically is buying them some prospects from the Padres. It's not going to be high-end prospects, but it's going to get them something. And to add on to the Hosmer, let's talk Hosmer for a sec, to the Red Sox. Does it make sense? Yeah. Where has been the black hole for the Red Sox? First base, right? They're hitting two, their first baseman's hitting 224 this year, 660 OPS, which is like fifth worst in all of baseball for first baseman. You're the Boston Red Sox. That can't happen in that division. That's why there's a good chance they're, that's, a, that's helping you be in last place in the AL East. Not, I know you're hurt, injuries, this and that. I know. Hosmer's an upgrade over Bobby Thalback. Hate to say it. You know, I want, you know, I don't want to say it. If Bobby plays every day, I think he can still hit you 30. They just don't have enough faith in him to play him every day. They just don't. Francie Cordero has hurt them defensively uh, in the outfield and the infield. So this is this is an upgrade. Let's be honest. Like 112 OPS plus for Hosmer. Not great above average, though. Bobby Dahlbeck's like 76, and I think Francie's 82. So it's an upgrade all the way around. Tristan Cassis. Their big prospect in AAA, who's supposed to be the next coming and best best first baseman, DH guy, he smacks, he can play defense. He went to the same high school as Eric Hosmer, American Heritage here in Plantation, Florida, right down the street from me. Uh, All right. They hit together in the offseason. They know each other well. There's a mentorship in the works right there. So that's pretty exciting right there. Outside of, yes, he's going to give you an upgrade. He's also going to help shape your upcoming star. I don't know. You said upgrade. Let's say hypothetically Hosmer is an average player. You're getting an average big league player for league minimum for the next, what is it, four years? Yeah, and if you go by analytics, he's above average at 112. Okay. Right. I'm saying worst case scenario. Well, maybe he could decline a little bit more. But I'm saying expectation-wise, you can expect an average player. For, and if you're getting him for league minimum, that's a, that's a good move by Heimboom. I, I, we could talk about these other moves. No, it is. Um, it is a good move because essentially they're paying him to play for the Red Sox after this year. So that's a very good deal because then they could, he could get hot, then they could trade him and get prospects for someone they're not even paying for. So it will end up, I think, being a good deal. The Red Sox wound up doing exactly as you predicted, which was a little bit of buy. A soft, a soft buy. Soft buy. Eric Hosmer, Tommy Pham, and catcher Reese McGuire from Chicago. <laughs> How do you uh, sum up the Red Sox 2022 um, trade deadline? Bland, boring. Uh, what's, the, what's the emotions and sentiment in Boston right now? Disappointment? Um, irritated. They wanted more. 
they either wanted to rip it down and start over or buy, not this like in between. Now the Christian Vasquez move is is imp- interesting to me. So they got the Astros 12th and 18th prospect, I believe. But you think, oh, it's not great. But you know, numbering prospects it, it only means so much. There's so many guys that aren't, aren't even in the top 30 prospects that end up being all stars in the big leagues. Let's be honest. And I, I was a number one prospect for the for the for the Red Sox, and I got hurt and couldn't perform anymore. Like that's part of the nature of the beast, right? You just never know. Um, but I think I'm gonna we're gonna stay. What'd you say? I was unranked. You were unranked by who? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> Myself. All right. So I want you to mark my words here. Christian Vasquez re-signs with the Red Sox in the winter on a two-year deal. Yeah, that the likelihood is it's pretty likely. He did not likely. want to leave. He did not want to leave. Two months isn't enough to make him fall in love with this other. And Martin Maldonado, if he plays 90 games, I believe, he taps into an uh an option for next year that they will have to pick up because he's playing a certain amount of games. So that option will kick in for next year. So they're still going to have him. Vasquez is not a platoon player. He's not a backup. Maldi's very good defensively. Very good. Knows their pitching staff in and out. They have a really good pitching staff, but he he swings a wet New York Times, right? He hits 170. Christian's going to hit 280 plus. Not going to have a ton of power, but he's going to have some thump. up. probably hit you 10 to 15 home runs and drive in 75. That's very good for There's two catchers in all of baseball with a 750 OPS and at least 70 games started behind the plate. Christian Vasquez, JT Romuto. That's it. That's that's pretty elite company to be in as a catcher. So Kirk, not Captain Kirk? No. I guess not. I don't think he met that minimum game. Yeah. So I think Red Sox get Christian Vasquez back and say, hey, appreciate you. Thanks for the prospects. Let's go back to San Diego because they weren't done with Juan Soto. We haven't even talked about the fact that yes, they got Josh Bell, Juan Soto, but they also got arguably the best closer in baseball. And I say that not, arguably. I understand Edwin Diaz has probably been the best closer this mm-hmm. season, but over the yeah. past four or five years, objectively, Josh Hader has been at the top. Yeah. Now getting Absolutely. a lockdown closer, again, arguably the best closer in baseball. You also add utility man, Brandon Drury. Drew Pomeranz is on his way back. Fernando Tatis Jr. is on his way back. <laughs> A lot of things happen in San Diego. You mentioned AJ Preller, man. He and they're and they're they're set up as we've talked about in the past. Like they're set up for the next couple of years. So, right. um, but Josh Hader, yeah, that was a head scratcher for me. The Brewers are winning their division. I mean, did you see the interview with Devin Williams yeah, today? I was just about to ask you that. Dude, he was I in tears. And he was like almost in tears and couldn't come up with the words to say. And he was clearly pissed and sad. He had mixed emotions on it. You can't tell me he's the only guy that feels that way. That clubhouse has got to be like, dude, what are we doing? We're in first place, and you give away our best high-leverage arm? What? Devin, just sort of, what was your reaction when this came down yesterday? I I don't really have a lot to say, to be honest with you. Um... I, I don't know. Just because it's part of the business and uh, surprise, or yeah, I was surprised. Do you have any expectations for how that ninth inning will shake out? Now, do you expect to be the guy? I don't know. 
I guess we'll see what happens. Tough business sometimes, huh? You could say that. Um, a lot of things that don't really make sense, you know? Um, I don't know. I want to win. That's really the biggest thing to me. I, I don't really have much to say about it. What are, you, what are we doing? This is a team that doesn't swing the bat well. They're not a good offense. They rely on pitching. So why do you give that arm away? I get, like, I'm looking. Uh, the Rodgers kid can close. I get that. He was second behind haters in, in, in uh, hater in saves this year. I get that. Devin Williams is, can close. He's got a 1-6 with that airbender, right? I know he's good. But why do you break up this team to, oh, well, we're looking, you know, the next couple years to build our – win now. You've never won a World Series. You've been to one, right? Like 92? I don't remember throwing that out there. I think it was like 92. You've been to one. Win now. Closers like that don't grow on trees. I know they're saying like he's regressing a little bit. He had a four ERA, whatever. He still leads the league in saves. He still has a 42% strikeout rate. Now, I think the reason we do are seeing his barrel percentage go up, opposing hitters' barrel percentage is going up, is because hitters are adapting to the high fastball. That's his best pitch. Hitters aren't trying to lift everything anymore. There's a lot of guys trying to get on top of the ball, not hit the ball on the ground, but hit line drives. And with that mentality, you can get to the pitch at the top of the zone at 98 because 98 isn't scary anymore. Everyone throws it. So I think the hitters and the league are just catching up to his stuff. That's it. So, But he's still good. You still want him on your team, especially when you're winning the division. But good for the Padres. Perplexed is the word I would use. Yeah. Devin um, Williams like made me feel sad. I was already questioning it. And I'm like, okay, maybe they'll talk with the players. Maybe they'll make, make a couple moves at the yeah. acquisitions. The only addition that the Milwaukee Brewers made at the deadline was acquiring reliever Trevor Rosenthal from San Francisco, a guy that has not pitched since 2020. Great fastball. The bullpen's already good in Milwaukee. I'm not saying Josh Hader going to San Diego. I mean, Taylor Rogers helps. Completely obliterates your World Series chances, but it definitely doesn't help. No, but Taylor Taylor Rogers is still good, too. You're a first-place team in the division. You're a mid-to-small-market team. Pay him at the end of the year, or don't pay him at the end of the year. Trade him at the end of the year. Go for it right now, though. Why would you get rid of him when you're in the mix of a playoff race? No, Why honestly. Okay, his trade value in December is going to be damn near the same that it is right now. And honestly, the Cardinals didn't do a lot. No, the Cardinals they got are Jordan you know, Montgomery, right? Maybe they, one day they, the Cardinals went and got Juan Soto in Milwaukee's like, I don't yeah. know if we're going to be able to Speaking beat Jordan Montgomery. Do you want to talk Yankees? Because I give them an A. plus. Even with getting rid of Jordan Montgomery? Yeah. yeah. That was A+. weird, too. It was weird, but now you don't have Aaron Hicks in the outfield. I know Bader's been dealing with plantar fasciitis and this and that. He hasn't played in like a month. But you're going to get him back. He's going to give you a speed aspect. Hopefully, he plays good defense. He really helps a, a good defense get even – or great defense this year get even better. They're ranked number one in defensive metrics. And that means somebody can play right field more and get Aaron Judge off his feet. And he's going to be even fresher when he gets to the postseason. So, I like that ad. I like Frankie Montas because they moved Luis Severino to the 60-day. Montas obviously has 
ace type stuff when he's on. And I think he can be in the, in that atmosphere in New York. Um, so he's going to replace Severino. Um, I'm thinking Trevino, right? Um, six and a half ERA. It doesn't look good, but he replaces Michael King, another hard sinker guy who Michael King just went down with an injury. Uh, Trevino, like I said, six and a half ERA hasn't looked good, but he still throws 97 with sink. The advanced metrics look really good on him. And I dug a little deeper. I think I know even more reason why they went and got him. He has really good numbers against Bregman and Altuve and other guys with the Astros. Mm. Who's the team they can't beat and who they're probably going to run into in the playoffs? The Houston Astros. Now they have a guy in a high leverage situation who has success against some of their best hitters. I don't know. Just thinking, um, what else did they do? Oh, the Efros guy. Efros, sidearm guy. I don't want to critique the Yankees too much because I like the Bader acquisition. I just question. Don't forget about uh, Benatendi. Yeah, that, that's a good point too. We often forget about the everything that happened right. last weekend. A couple days, even, couple days so ago, happened over the last or a few days ago. Hours. Yeah, it's just questionable. Severino is not looking to come back anytime soon. They're thinking maybe September. Sixty day would put them at the end of September. Right, and then all of a sudden, as the deadline was creeping toward, the Yankees were reportedly, according to John Hammond, in on Lopez from Miami. Pablo Lopez. And so it's like, okay, the Yankees are looking to add starting pitching. 10 minutes goes by and they get rid of starting pitching. That yeah. was confusing to me. I don't know. But I will say Cashman like had a plan here. If you look at all the pitchers they picked up, they're all sinker guys and all guys with high ground ball rates. Mm. They have the best infield numbers, metrics in all the games. So if you and and so if you're giving the ball on the ground and you're very good at catching ground balls. That's going to help you win. Also, what about their ballpark hurts you as a defense? Fly balls, right? Hitting the ball in the air. So he, all the guys you got, keep the ball down, keep the ball in the ballpark. I think they got better. Do, Domingo Herman is going to be their fifth starter. Right. You can, you can eat that to have a center fielder for 2023 in Bader. With he won't, sorry, he won't pitch in the postseason, so it doesn't matter. Sticking with New York. How do you feel about Joey Gallo being shipped off to Southern California with the Dodgers? I think it's a, I think it's great for Joey. All right. I, I said this. You know Joey. Tweet. Yeah. I played with Joey in Texas. Great dude. Pours his heart and soul into every at bat. He, he wears it on his face. Like you can see how just like down he's been. It's been awful. He's been domed up. He's been in his head. It's a mental thing. Uh, that I think mentally is he's being crushed right now for you look at his interviews. He is struggling mentally. Um, I think struggling in a big market is very, very tough. Now I know LA is a big market too, but he's going there. He it's different, but he's going there with a clean slate, right? It's like if he stunk in LA and if he was this bad in LA and then he went to New York, it's still the fresh breath of whew, I can start over. Like he gets to start over with a new team. Now, I don't know how much sense it makes for the Dodgers. I think he can maybe be a really good pinch hitter, maybe. Because Bellinger's kind of the same type player, like can play decent defense. So he's going to strike out, walk, or hit a homer. So I don't know how much. It's just depth. And I think he's a thumper. And they're hoping maybe that if he catches fire, he can carry the team when he's hot. Yeah, I mean, with Chris Taylor out for seemingly the year, uh, you plug in Gallo in left field. Now you have options with Bellinger, Mookie, and Gallo in the outfield. He's a good defender. Very good defender. They had been plugging in Trace Thompson. James Altman, Zach State, Stinger. They still can plug in Thompson because now they have uh, a platoon guy with them if they want. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, it depends I on it. who's hot. So the more options you have, and you have options that can hit the ball 540 feet, great. Yeah, for the Dodgers, too, I mean, it's a win-win scenario, right? Like, if he performs, amazing. If he doesn't perform, he didn't give up much, you know? He's I don't think they have expectations for him to, like, carry them. I think they expect him to hit a couple big homers for him. I think he will be on their playoff roster, honestly. Oh, and off the bench, defensive, defensive guy, a, a bat that can he, – he might come in and strike out. The, the, but he can also hit a ball out of the stadium and change the game. So let me roll through a couple of these and stop me when you got something to say. Deal? Deal. Obviously, it started with Luis Castillo going to Seattle, the Rays, David Peralta, Trey Mancini to the Houston Astros. Astros also acquired Christian Vasquez. Oh, I, I got some little Mancini. I think this is a great move. Great move. We know he can be an impact back bat in the middle lineup, but I think most importantly, he can play some first base. Yuli Gurriel has been better lately, but he's had a tough year. He's hitting like 240. For him, that's down. So he can plug in at first. He can play left, and that's the biggest thing. Jordan Alvarez can DH more. The more he DHs, the more the the, the smaller chance there is he gets hurt because that body in the outfield that has injury written all over it. You need that bat in the lineup. So Mancini. Uh, helps them in that case. They also added Will Smith from the Braves, a very salt lefty reliever. Right. The Braves acquired Jake Odorizzi for Will Smith, which was kind of a, a minor move, but could pl- play huge dividends. Odorizzi's been throwing the ball really well his last couple starts. The Twins had a very quietly solid deadline with Jorge Lopez, Tyler Maley. Yes. Um, is, was it Michael Givens that's going to Minnesota? Givens, as well? yep. So, you know, bolstered the bullpen, added a starting pitcher, the starting rotation. Needed they got better, and the Chicago White Sox didn't really do Nothing. anything. Did you hear the soundbite from their general manager? No. He said, if you're feeling disappointment, I'm paraphrasing, if you're feeling disappointment as a fan, so am I. We were aiming to make deals, and we had targets, and essentially we failed it. Delivery. Well, that's the thing. When it comes to trades, it's not necessarily because your GM didn't do a good job. It's because a team wants different prospects. They like other players on other organizations better. Uh, first, uh, in all candor, uh, we're disappointed that we weren't able to do more to improve this club. Uh, I think you saw a year ago at this time. You've seen it for the last uh, several years arguably the last couple of decades, that it's our nature to try to improve this club at any opportunity we have. And unfortunately, we weren't able to line up on on some of our other potential targets. Uh, So anyone out there who is feeling a level of frustration or disappointment, I'm uh, I'm there with you. Uh, Second, and probably more important, the fact of the matter is, is we still very much believe in this group that's inside that clubhouse right now. Uh, we feel they are very much capable of playing better baseball than we've seen over the first few months, and that there's the makings of a potential championship team in there should they get uh, to their accustomed levels of performance. Uh, one of the things that excites us is about getting this group together and having them playing together on a regular basis. And we're finally getting closer uh, to having the group 
least of the uh, six core guys since 2020 that have performed well together, we're getting very close to having them all back together. And with a little bit of better for fortune health-wise going forward, I'm confident that that's a quality group and capable of winning this division and beyond. I still think Chicago is the most talented team in that division. When healthy, yeah. Yeah, that like that's. And if Jake Deepman is on, he's a good arm. Mm -hmm. I've watched him in Boston. Right he's either it. on yeah. or off. When he's on, he is very good. When he's off, he's like a stroke victim on the mound. Honestly, like he can't throw a strike, but he can be really good. Phillies picked up a couple angels. Brandon Marsh will be a much big time defensive upgrade. Not sure what he can do with the bat quite yet. He's still young. Right. Uh, and Noah Syndergaard. It, that rotation's nice with Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, and now Noah Syndergaard. And then Cal Gibson right behind them. Those are four right. really, really, if not And they got David Robertson in the bullpens. I'm pretty sure I saw the DFA'd uh, Jerry's uh, Familia as well, who's, who's really struggled, struggled. I hate that for him, but um, it's kind of been the downfall of him lately. But they got rid of him. I saw they DFA'd someone else. I don't know. Oh, uh, Odubel Herrera. Oh, right. Yeah. Who's the been Braves, like right at, right, right at the buzzer, the Braves added Rysel Iglesias from the Angels. The Angels just signed him to an extension before this year. The Angels, <laughs> as if they didn't have enough shitty players. Under, oh, give me started. They, they, they should have traded Shohei. They should have traded him, but he's too much of a cash cow for them. It's a business, business move to keep him, period. It has nothing to do with him winning baseball games because he's making four mil this year. I mean, he's making 40 mil a year. You think they're going to be adding more talent? No shot. All right. Let me, let, let, let's attach some labels. All right. Who's your biggest winner from the trade deadline? Padres. By far. Yeah. And, and second, I honestly, I like, I think the Yankees did really well. Um, Astros didn't do a lot, but I think they helped themselves. They filled a void. Agreed. And then I think the Mariners made themselves a playoff team just by getting Castillo. You know, I thought this was be... an interesting point. Ben Verlander talked about the Reds being a winner. I'm like, because they, they didn't add anything except. No, they for had a plan to sell and they sold really well. They got a haul for Luis Castillo from Seattle, their number one, three, and five prospects. Then they got a haul for Tyler Maley as well. Um, Brandon that was their plan. I mean, so, yeah. Speaking of sticking to the plan, the Orioles, we talked about this. They stuck to their plan. Yeah. They didn't add. They didn't they sell. Sold, they, they sold high on, on Jorge. Right. I just, um, Jorge Lopez. Sorry, I blanked on his last name. And then Mancini. But the Orioles are still a good team. That's just, they're not a World Series contender this year. Like, I don't, I, they're not going to do play well in, in the postseason. So continue to build and build and build. And a year or two, this team is going to be really good. There will be able. There will be a point, maybe even next year, where we see them buy. The, this year wasn't the time. Not in that division. Yeah, I think the biggest winner for me was definitely San Diego. Just when you oh, can yeah. you got the best closer in baseball, in my opinion, over the last few years. And now you get a 23-year-old kid. Even if you don't extend them, you got them for two years. Man, their I mean, World Series chances just skyrocketed. Well, you think about a clubhouse when a big trade is made. So we talked about the Brewers and how that clubhouse was like, shit. And they're in first place, right? They're winning. And they're like deflated. 
The Padres didn't really need a pick me up, but they got it. They did though. That line they, is yeesh. Yeah, but there's a lot of teams that get carried by their pitching. The, mm-hmm. the Brewers, and they gave away pitching. I mean, the Padres have three legitimate superstars in their line. Like three legitimate, like superstars. Yeah, they're gonna cost a Soto Machado. What? Who's your biggest loser from the trade deadline? I think the Cardinals could have done more. I'm thinking, man, biggest loser. I've just been thinking winners. Toronto for me. Ooh, great, great call. Now, Merrifield could help them, and I think Anthony Bass filled a filled a filled a hole for them. You know, in the late innings because he's been really good. Another ex teammate of mine, by the way. It's a little ironic. We all thought that the vac- the vaccination requirement in Canada would help Toronto because there are certain players that are not vaccinated. So whenever they played in Toronto, there would be certain players that did not play. Well, as it turns out, when the trade deadline came around, now they did win and, and got Whit Merrifield, who came out and said he's not vaccinated. That will likely change. He probably accepted and guaranteed that he will get vaccinated. You Clearly, think, yeah. Or else they wouldn't have made that deal. But I wonder... If Toronto were going after certain targets because they needed starting pitching, they ended up getting Mitch White from Los Angeles, a very minor move. They really needed starting pitching. They needed a bullpen. They kind of bolstered both. But for a team that fired their manager in the middle of the season while in a wild card spot, you're ex- not expecting. You're hoping to win a World Series. Okay. Yeah. And I, don't I mean, they, they were white. They had the Brandon. best odds coming into the season. I think them and the Yankees and the Dodgers, right? Mitch White, Brandon Bass, and Whit Merrifield. I don't think that's who they had their no. They're they're they they want to outscore you. They're, that's how that's how they're going to beat you, right? They're going to beat your brains in with their bats. So I wonder if there were other players. I can almost guarantee you they called other organizations. And they weren't vaccinated. We want this guy, and they said, okay, will he be vaccinated? And maybe that's a good point. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like I didn't think about that. But I think I think I think it's a very small amount of players who aren't vaccinated at this point. If there was but any still, team, if there still. was any team in the American League that needed to make a deal, it was Toronto, and they did. But they again, very low scale players. Yeah, I don't even I don't think they needed to get like a stud starting pitcher. I feel like they just needed like a solid number three or four, right? Like they have Manoa, Gosman, Stripling's been good. Who am I forgetting? Reuse out Tommy John. Kikuchi right. stinks. Who am I missing? Oh, Barrios. Oh, yeah. Barrios has been very up and down this up year. Up and down, right? But if you catch him on the right bad. weekend, he's going to show up. Yeah. Um, yeah, they could have used like a, a mid-rotation starter. Jose like Quintana type player. Man, that's a good call. He would have been good. He would have been good. Um, and then like an- I like I like the Anthony Bass move. I do too. I, I think he's sneaky. And, and he's played there before. Jose Jose Quintana reminds me of you. By the way, the Pirates are a winner for holding on to Reynolds, Brian Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Because everyone was saying, well, the Pirates might get get rid of Brian Reynolds. He's not a free agent for three more years. So if you're the Pirates and you get rid of Brian Reynolds, Uh, this team team reminds me, this team is kind of like the Orioles, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, They're a little further off, a little bit. But I feel like they're like two years away from us talking about them, like we're talking about the Orioles right now, like, oh, Okay, they're right there. They just need a couple big pieces, but the, these the rebuild is working. 
Like, I like the pieces. I like the young kids they have. I know you have places to get to, but before we let you go here, Brooksy, Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ staying with Chicago. What are we doing? Why? Mm. Why? I don't understand. You know, and I, I, I thought, I mean, there were clear matches. I thought Houston, but then Vasquez happened. So I was like, oh, they're out. All right. What about the Mets, right? What about the Mets? Didn't happen. They're going with Thomas Nito and then McCann's coming back from an oblique. But I feel like San Contreras, Diego was an option too, but then San Diego went and got Soto. So what about Tampa? What about Tampa? What about Tampa? Tampa and the Mets were the finalists. Right. For Contreras, but everybody's reporting that the and Tampa is has an overload of pitching prospects too. You I, don't know, know, which, I, I don't know if Tampa can really compete this year. Uh, we we went and got I, David Peralta, but Peralta's good, yeah. But they're, they're missing. They're missing it, and they got rid of Brett Phillips. They're going to be it's a Brett Phillips curse. <laughs> yeah, that's disappointing. Curse yeah. of Phillips. Yeah, it's a real thing. All right, fun trade deadline. That was fun. Yeah, that was a blast. I... We'll do another pod next year. <laughs> next year. I will be going down to San Diego to watch Juan Soto in a San Diego Padres jersey. Oh, you're leaving tomorrow, huh? Yes, I am. August How long are you going to be there? Uh, about, well, we're actually doing a Highway 1 trip. Uh, so we're going to be driving down the coast in the new Jeep convertible style. How far is it? Oh, it's a lengthy way. So we're actually driving down to Santa Barbara. and then we're Aren't you like seven hours? From San Diego? Yeah. If you go down the highway one, it's taking you a good 10 to 12. So what we're doing is we're driving down to, hold on, driving down to Santa Barbara, flying from Santa Barbara to San Diego. Why? So we don't have to drive another six hours. Just make a few stops. Good. Plenty of drivers. What is it? Uh, diners, drive-ins, and dive spots. I thought you could stop at. Oh, there's one in uh, Avila Beach. No, Pismo Beach that we saw. They're everywhere, last time we especially in California. Exactly. All right. It'll well, have good. a good trip. Send me pictures. I want to see Soto go deep. Yeah, yeah. I'll see Soto, and I'll I'll give everybody updated. Successful trade okay. deadline. That was fun. That's fun. Until next time, party people. Later. Podcast powered by Swing Juice. Peace. <laughs>